This is 365 Tech by Sweets. Today, we're going to talk about Unhominax. Went there this weekend, and we ended up actually getting the top IoT hack. So we'll talk about that a little bit, as well as some of the aspects of getting there and uh, some, of, some of the side effects of hackathons. Uncommon Hacks was a hackathon I went to this weekend in Chicago, Illinois. Um, getting there, I've done four hackathons before. My first one was in 2016 in Quebec, and my mom helped get me there. The next one was Idea Fest at The Ohio State University, and then I went to um, the Ohio State OHIO Hackathon, and then after that, I went to Brick Hack in Rochester, New York, two weekends ago. Signing up, I have signed up for a lot in the past, and I plan on signing up for some more, if not tonight, in the next couple days. In the, you can go on to MLH.com to sign up for more hackathons. I consider them to be anything uh, registered through MLH. In general, that's just what I compete through. MLH is Major League Hacks, but that's only available through college universities. There are other hackathons available, and in general, a hackathon is an event that ranges anywhere from 24 to 36 hours. And they go all... People will stay up straight through that I did, which is why I sound so tired today. I've not gotten very much sleep because I stayed up for the entire 24 hours with the exception of two... 40 minute, well, two 20 minute power naps. Those were timed. So that's usually what I sleep though. Um, with the exception of the one in Rochester, I did sleep some more during that one than I have in previous hackathons. That one, we thought that we had the project entirely done, so we went home the night before. We ended up having to crunch the day of, so if I. Lesson learned from that is to stay up. It makes the experience, especially for 24 hour hacks. My teammates told me they are from Florida that most hackathons they go to are 36 hours long so they have a day where they prioritize sleep and they get some sleep and then through into the second day they will hack through the night and go through the caffeine and and really push for in crunch time so after I signed up through major league hacks mlh.com I believe or you can ju just Google MLH, that's safer. Major League Hacks. Getting there, they offer travel reimbursement, so um, I just had to sign up and they reimbursed my travel so that I can get a Megabus ticket, or I could have driven. Um, the friend that drove with me to Brick Hacks wasn't able to go and I wasn't able to find another friend to go. I'm not able to find many students at the Ohio State University that um, apply for hackathons at a distance. So I, that's one thing I, I would love to find is a group of hackers that could travel with me throughout the Ohio area. My goal is now to try to find more hackathons in the Ohio area and to try to get more of a collaboration amongst local Ohio hackathons. But driving there, I drove down to the University of Cincinnati and rode a megabus from there up to Chicago. And that allowed me to do homework and sleep. And I honestly enjoy riding and not driving and if I then I can just do I can do a lot of things but I could also just sit there and it's not often that I'll just sit and look out the window 
and I really like the feeling of just traveling and driving spanning distances. So I got to Chicago and my godfather picked me up from the Megabus terminal and let me crash the night at his place. Woke up really early on Saturday, uh, yeah, Saturday, and he drove me in to Chicago Institute of Technology at Polsky uh, Center for Entrepreneurship and Innovation. It was this nice uh, brick building with, it was a co-work space, and it was also open to the university students to use. Beautiful space. They had a big old list of events, and they had music going throughout. And when you walk in, how they set up for team formation just initially right outside the door is you grabbed a heart color and I grabbed green and sat down at a green table and immediately met the first people that would help to bring me on as their team, which was really cool. It was nice how I was just able to sit down and find someone really fast. And it usually doesn't feel like I have to take too long to find a team. It takes less than 10 minutes usually. There's, there's usually space on a team for anybody willing to learn. My team ended up getting the top IoT hack of the hackathon, which was really cool. I was hoping to get that at the last hackathon, and but I had to leave before presentations, and I had to steal part of the hardware, and the team video wasn't fully finished editing. A lot of, lot of excuses I could throw at that, but this time we got it. We got top IoT hack. So how I found this team, although I met some people by through the heart method, it was actually from above that I got the team that I ended up meeting, which was really ironic. It was, there was an announcement made and there was an announcement made that the sponsors were now allowing students to walk in and meet them, which is a great opportunity for people to find internships and pick up swag and talk with other hackers and people who are in industry there. Half of the sponsors end up staying and serving as mentors at the event. So it's nice to get to know them find out what the challenges are. At this event, there weren't many sponsor-driven challenges, which surprised me because that's usually where sponsors are a lot, um, are able to make a lot of their money back or through, or through challenges to be able to focus the hackers' enthusiasm and passion and knowledge of new technologies towards their purposes and missions as a company, using possibly using their own technologies and APIs. After the announcement was made that students could go and talk to the recruiters and, and other representatives from companies. Someone on the top floor shouts down, does any Android developer need a team? And I hear that and look up and I was like, huh, that would be cool. I might need a team. Well, I, I kind of do need a team, but I'm also thinking I'm sitting with this guy and he's telling me about this uh, vision or the using TensorFlow, which sounded really cool because he wanted to do a project using TensorFlow. And but I also had no experience using TensorFlow. And uh, some of the other people that ended up sitting down were also working on this graduate level uh, project. They, they, these guys were graduate level students and they all had really strong computer science backgrounds. And we start ideating on project ideas and nothing really clicked immediately and it felt like that process of ideation was drawing out without it felt like we were starting to stall and I didn't know how much I was going to be able to contribute to that team so uh, actually I ended up opening up slack during that ideation after I had written like 10 or 15 ideas up on the board and I saw that they had messaged me um, because 
I had posted my profile on DevPost and also on the Team Formation Slack channel before getting to the event, letting everybody know what my experiences were and what I was hoping to do at the hackathon. And they said, hey, if you're still looking for a team, we need an Android developer. And I was like, I was thinking in my head, are you the same people that shouted out at the top of the roof? That is so crazy. Um, so I look at my team and I say, hey, guys, I know we're stalling here, so I'm going to run upstairs and this other team needs an Android developer and I'm going to hear out what their project is. And if it sounds interesting, I might join them. Any issues? And they just, they didn't really seem to have any issues. So I ran upstairs and talked to the other team and I walk up there and the first thing I see is a dude wearing snap spectacles, which are the uh, $100 glasses that you can wear by Snapchat. They ended up not being an incredibly good product, but they're a really techie product and it's fun to wear at an event like a hackathon to be just the nerd that brings the snap spectacles it was really it was it set the mood right and they had drawn up on their whiteboard a bunch of beach balls and fiu stuff and i meet them all and they all had been serial hackers before this and they tell me about their project idea and to be honest i didn't even care what the project idea was the their initial impression on me of their passion and their questions of what it was I was interested in and their ability to relate their ideas to me and communicate and their, their diversity that I heard from their backgrounds really made me want to, I, it made me, it felt more fun. It made me happier. So I, I chose to do it. And so I, I went downstairs and told the group and they, uh, continue to move on with their idea using tensorflow and to be honest they were all digging into their holes and they were super like they ended up making a really good project i they i saw them when they were finishing and when they were halfway they were able to finish their project early and go home uh, over the night and then still be able to demo the day of and they had their project working which was cool and so we built wow i didn't even get to talk about the project i only talked about formation there i'll do the next little clip once couple seconds our hack was actually two hacks there was the first hack which was an Alexa skill called hacker man hacker man helped to ease up the actual ideation process which was what my first team was struggling with ironically I'm just making this connection and wow that's crazy and so you ask Hackerman for a hack idea and then he gives you a combination of a company and a noun and then also was able to amplify it. So we, our initial project idea, the prototype was X, but for Y. So these are two variables that you put in. And so we created an initial list of companies that populated the left column and then an initial set of nouns for the right column. And then what that created was check it. It's Uber, but for churches or it's Spotify, but for beds. And then you could amplify the hack. So it could say, it's fidget spinners, but for the internet and then amplify it, but with cross-platform development. So it gives you different technologies that you could implement in there as well. So after you have that initial Alexa skill, what we produced was an implementation that we actually got from that skill. So we asked it, Hey Alexa, talk to Hackerman and Hackerman responded, check it. It's turn signals, but for people and do it with facial recognition. 
So what we built was turn signals for humans. And that was what our final project submission name was. This was where they needed me. They needed an Android developer in order to do computer vision eye tracking so that we could, um, to, so that we could create these turn signals using the, using the, the head tracks on an Android application. So what we built, um, the pictures were actually quite, quite great. You should check out our dev post on my website, patricksweetman.com forward slash about forward slash index.html. That's really long and I should make a shorter one. But if you go on there, you can see the hack video, which was great. And also all of the code because it's all open source and as are the libraries. So you could download this and put the app on your phone right now and have the ability to create these turn signals using just your head motion. And that's what we created. So we created an infomercial as well. You can see that on the website or on our dev post submission. And that was of us describing it was so funny because it was an absolutely useless hack well i'm sorry not useless because i'm sure people could implement it but it was just a fun hack and hacker man was such a useful skill and then to be able to have these turn signals we created a funny infomercial with it which made our presentation even more fun oh yeah let me get into submission and presentation so after we built these turn signals how uh the entire turn signal how it worked oh yeah i should talk through how it worked I'm having all these realizations at the wrong time. I need to. This is this is one of the things I gain through retrospect. Hindsight is always twenty twenty, and the more hackathons I do, the more I'm able to learn how to communicate with other people because I think hackathons are great and underutilized event that can that have great potential in the future economies that or in future societies that we have. We to submit you submit on DevPost at nearly every hackathon, and what that means is you go to DevPost.com and you find your hackathon listed there, and you click add a project where you're able to add project videos, you're able to add your code, and they'll ask you a series of questions like what were some challenges that you faced, talk about your team members and what their experiences are. It's pretty much the social media post of your project submission. And you have photos and when other teams submit their projects, you can scroll through and look at their projects and see what they did. And this is where you can also see who the winners are of the events. Like I talked about when I went to BrickHacks, I talked about all the winners at that event. So um, one of our team members submitted the project on DevPost and put all of our information in, and we got points for being there towards, I, I'm not actually entirely sure what the points do, and ended up, uh, so after you submit on DevPost, you had to submit by like noon, that was when hacking ended, and then after you submitted, it went into expo time, and the expo is the big old presentation, and so we are presenting, I have a big whiteboard behind me to try to make sure that there are no other faces to, to get in my field of vision, and uh, because how the app is set up is I have the Android phone sitting propped up uh, by a selfie stick, which is duct taped onto my sternum so that the camera, the phone is like just beneath my field of vision. And then we have duct tape wrapped around the selfie stick behind it, uh, behind my back and across my backpack and then out back and around. So it's like a tripod setup with the phone sitting out in front of me just below my field of vision. After I'm set up with my duct tape contraption, we attach the dragon board, which is like a Raspberry Pi or an Arduino. It actually had an Arduino shield on top of it, uh, which we didn't, we just used that to access some of the pins, but we have the Arduino board right where Iron Man's, uh, Iron Man's big symbol would be, and then two LEDs attached on each of my shoulders with little covers that filter the light and make it appear a little bit brighter, more like turn signals. And each of those on one of my shoulders. 
So I'm all covered in, in the photos, I am covered in silver and it, it looks super futuristic. And we even got some photos of the guys posing, looking super odd at the look. And to be honest, it looked like a scene from Wally with people sitting in their chairs and they always had screens up in front of their faces and you just have your arms on your chair and you're able to talk and do everything. It was nice to be able to have the phone up in front. I was able to turn on just outside of the hack itself. I was able to just have messages in front of my face and to see the Slack messages and what we were talking about at the hackathon right there in message boards right below my field division and I could walk around and have access to both of my hands while still being able to view content and control stuff using my face. That was really cool to be able to turn on certain signals, not having having access to both of my hands and then to turn on turn signals by signaling right or left using my head motion. That was a pretty awesome experience. And to be able to film that into an infomercial, which we created and said, you know how annoying it is to run into people all the time because nobody is ever able to know where the other person's going. We have people colliding and falling on the ground. And then I, co I show up with this super futuristic looking setup and I'm jerking my head. I'm like dabbing left and right. And then my turn signals are turning on and I'm everyone's able to see where I'm going and obviously I'm not getting hit because I'm strapped with this future like incredible machine future top IOT hack. It was it was such a fun hack and to have the Alexa skill, which is actually useful. We were able to crowdsource the list of companies and nouns using other hackers at the event to talk about skills, companies and technologies that they have leveraged at other hackathons and have heard of. So the all of the ideas were generated by people at the hackathon in infinite, not infinite, but incredibly high numbers of combinations, whatever three to the I don't know, probably three to the 30th is would be the number of combinations that you can make from those lists. Um, so we submitted and after we submitted the videos and made those videos, we went to expo time. So I'm sitting, uh, I sit in this chair strapped up with all of those sensors and such and have a whiteboard behind me so that nobody else's face can really get recognized and, and mess up the demo. We wanted it to be a pristine situation and I'm a, attached to a computer while uh, just while the, the all the software gets up, updated to the most recent server information. Then I'm able to un unplug and just be totally on my own. No power necessary because of uh, battery packs we had nearby and power sources with extension cords. And the demo, we had one person presenting and then I just sat there quietly and shook my head left to right and dabbed every once in a while everybody else talked I just kind of was the dummy for this one which was awesome because the three other people that were on my team had all come from uh, other hacking backgrounds and were from all from Florida which just made it incredible to just be able to gain, listen to them and soak up their experience and to really just because I'm usually the most experienced one on the team which is really so it's nice to be put in my to, to be humbled by the incredible present presentation skills of other members of my team the the presentations went well it was great sometimes the hack failed but we had like i want to say we presented eight to ten times it was i had so many judges pass by which is one of my favorite things about the hackathon was the number of times i got judged the probably one of the reasons we got judged so many times was because of how cool the hack looked and how uh just nerdy it was and how cool it was that we had two hacks both hacker man and turn signals but for humans and we ended up getting top IOT hack, which means that uh, we got a prize of a Dragon Board 410C, 
which has uh, it yeah I don't need to describe what it is but we got that and which is cool it's always fun to just get something from the hackathon regardless though the point is not to win the point is to learn and that's one of the things I always need to keep in perspective at 2 in the morning after I've been hacking for 15 hours because you can get tired and you can really get just bogged down by the walls you hit um but pushing through and getting to the end and demoing is what it's all about and it's why I really love that MLH gives out I demoed stickers because acquiring those and just having respect for the number of times you've demoed is is an accomplishment. Some of the side effects of hackathons can include a lot of tech events, a lot of caffeine and 99 problems, but just about 500 mentors and did I say caffeine? Yeah, yoga, which has been appearing more and more in a surprisingly professional and well-adapted manner for hackers who have been awake for 18, 19 some hours straight, potentially up to 24, 26 hours straight. Teammates who I now have as, as connections, I have a friend who has immense experience developing Alexa skills and was able to build out this application using Node.js and a friend who is was able to build out our API using Python and someone who had no hardware experience but was able to learn one of the hardest um, operating boards that I've ever seen with the, their Arduino and trying to get wireless signal onto the, the device and to try to get all of the pins wired through a shield into the initial board and okay yeah i was spending a little bit of time on him and then the last one uh the python api all of these people and the people from my last hackathon who are also great at javascript and other java programming languages i'm i'm a I, the great the stronger my network grows the more i'm going to be able to contribute more to them and them contribute more to me in the future because hackathons are where i meet people who are like-minded it's where i meet my tribe i love people who are at hackathons because they are about what i'm about just being passionate about creating technology and doing things just coming up with an idea and manifesting it into reality because there are too often that we let simple problems stop us and when you're surrounded by 500 people who doubt that limiting belief incredible things happen and it's an environment that gives me goosebumps and gets me to travel and drive 10 hours round trip or i'm probably going to go to new jersey in a couple weeks so that's going to be seven hours one direction oh yeah drove up to quebec for my first one to drive 20 hours round trip i love hackathons um but last side effect is uh caffeine and sleep hangover staying up 24 actually i ended up staying up a total of about 30 hours with two 20 minute power naps and my power naps are I put in my headphones I set a timer for 23 minutes which gives me three minutes of prep time before I fall asleep and then I put my feet up on a chair elevate them and then cover just my eyes with uh, something so usually my coat or a hoodie if I'm wearing it and then I'll put my backpack underneath my head and I'll play music which is just rain noises or meditation music. I play uh, often albums by this group on Spotify called Meditation Awareness. And they've just, they put out albums every single day, which is just ambient, passive music. 
and then doze possibly for 20 minutes usually just focus on breathing i sometimes i don't know if i fall asleep or not because 20 minutes is pretty short but just laying down and giving my mind a chance to recover for a while uh, it really helps out just a couple times through the hackathon especially when i hit a problem but the sleep hangover does hit and today my classes were pretty rough luckily i was able to talk with and get my professors and get the help that i needed Luckily, I was able to do that. I'm very happy that I was able to get my professor's helps today and to be able to submit all my homework on time and to have friends in Cincinnati who helped me complete my homework last night. Thank you to everybody who made this hackathon possible. I had so much fun at Uncommon Hacks and I look forward to doing more hackathons in the future. Thank you to all the people who inspire me at these hackathons. And thank you for the omens and whatever it is that continues to pull these incredible people into my life. I love chasing my personal legend. I just finished The Alchemist. Alchemist was a great book, and, and I'm realizing that I'm chasing my personal legend. And the journey in and of itself is... is bringing... Have a good one, everybody. Call in, or I'll catch you tomorrow.